0: What's
1: up, what's up? It is now time to explain to people just what's wrong with me. Yay! Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. We are back. Yes, sir. We are back, ready to get into close encounters on the Jimmy James Show and Swaybe Podcasting. Arizona, not coincidentally, perhaps this footage, captured
2: by NASA's Discovery Space Shuttle on September 15, 1991, shows an extraterrestrial vehicle dodge an electronic weapon fired from Earth. Here we see the craft slowly crossing the frame. There's a bright flash. Then it makes an abrupt right angle turn and flies off. Moments after the turn, we see the shot fired across space where the craft
3: had just been. Knowing all that, if they were hostile in the way we think of an invading hostile force, that would have been made abundantly clearer to us than Dave. You could pause, Dwayne. Yeah, pause, right there, right po- there.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. pause, we're pause. Oh, because I didn't want you to get too far because then you'll, then you'll... Yeah, we're going to be watching it. Just – you can rewatch that as, mu- as much as you want. If you want to rewatch it again, did you see how the fucking like the Earth lit up for a second for that laser? Because we don't have anything. I counted it out too. It takes three point – like three and a half seconds-ish since that light shined to that little laser to go up to that alien spacecraft. And then see if you've seen it, how it dodged we'll – <laughs> Yeah. Well, well alien, alien to us to a point where we don't know what it is. You know, it could be whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. But you can count it out yourself. When they do that, Jerry, what's his name? Jer- Jeremy Piv- Piven. He's the guy who does the um, narr- narrating. I can't talk because I'm doing something. Yeah. He's the that narrator? Narr- yeah. But uh, if you want to play that again, the same way like the first time, just one, that sounded cr- crystal clear. Like, it was like perfect. I could hear, I'm watching it. I'm going to go to 2915 and well, then just watch that one more time. Just say play. And then I want to hear – count that down. I'm going to count that down to make sure. What has that technology to shoot uh, us? Shoot that fast. No rocket could go that fast, dude. Three a and a half second? Right. So yeah. I don't know. Let me know. I'll pull up. We have watch satellite it. lasers. Okay. And- right, do we? Yeah. Do you, I mean, are, do you know for sure? Like, have you have you seen it, or you just guessed it? Like, you just. Ray- educated
0: technologies this. I stuff. know,
1: I know. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know how much I wanted to get into that. I was thinking right off the top of my head. I'll let him talk about that. But, yeah. did I believe it. There's obviously I know there's lasers. Like, but that's fucking dude. What that's is, like what is world destroying. Mission? No, yeah, I know. I know. It's a it's it's a laser communication device. Yeah. So, but I didn't know we had weapons or... If we wanted to fucking take out a country, dude, that kind of weapon right there, dude, would... Like, what's a nuclear <laughs> I don't know, man. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. Three and a half seconds, I think. Let me know when you're ready to start. Yeah, let's do it. And then we'll do it. All right, go
3: ahead. Tombstone, Arizona. Not coincidentally, perhaps. This captured by NASA's Discovery Space Shuttle on September
2: 15, 1991, shows an extraterrestrial vehicle, dodge an electronic weapon fired from Earth. Here, we see the craft slowly crossing the frame. There's a bright flash, and then it makes an abrupt right-angle turn and flies off. Moments after the turn, we see the shot fired across space where the craft had just been.
3: All right, dude, look at that. Knowing Three-hand- all that, if they were hostile oh, no. in the way we think of an invading hostile force, that would have been made abundantly clear to us the day we detonated the first atomic bomb. The fact See? Is they have shown That's what I'm getting into, Dwayne.
1: Restraint. Right there. Do you, it's not, do, the, the thing is, you're talking about your technology place, 2021. That's 1991, bro. That's what? the thing I was getting at. You know what i mean like it's not about if it was today believable i get it but 91 it's like still but then again this has been going on for thousands of years with alien technology and how the places and stonehenge and shit like that you know so exactly. you know my do you know my theory on i got my theory is on i mean if it's not aliens if we're ruling out aliens from outer planets People forget and this is where we stopped talking and we started to say, let's do a podcast. People forget sometimes that Earth's been around for a long fucking time. Yeah. Who and Dwayne, you've heard this before. Who doesn't know that I've never got into this show this in any of my shows? We've we've been around for a long time. There could have uh, been civilizations. Could have you know, been pl- how long does plastic take to fucking plastic? Yeah. Like it takes it can, to the billion years or whatever? Yeah, we've been around for not even sure what, like at least hundred thousand no yeah but I'm saying the earth has been here you know we're, we're not sure hundred percent we're guesstimating 4.6 billion
0: Yeah.
1: and we think a year is a year's long time or like yeah, it's been around
0: for billions of years
1: Absolutely. and how long and you know there's been, how long has technology been really around really technology a hundred last two hundred years technology more you know phones <laughs> not even that long
0: yeah modern western technology yeah about a hundred years right
1: now i want to ask you you personally sway b podcast do you believe i'm not in my theory not all of it but do you believe there's a high now we're counting out all alien civilization here other life even though i don't believe that and it's just mathematically impossible in my head but let's just say for some reason there's nothing out there we know it for sure so obviously it has to be us but do you Bro, believe in I, other civilizations that could have existed? Basically, one thousand percent. At our even high, way higher, Earth. yeah, even higher technology than us, like a hundred thousand years. percent. Because we're yeah, exactly. It starts to add up in your head, right? You're like a billion years. We've been around for four and a half, five billion years. Like, dude. If you had a billion years to build, like, dude, that's a long fucking time. And a meteor came out, wiped everybody the fuck out, or whatever the fuck wiped us out, yeah, us.
0: Or <laughs> you know. some civilizations underwater or underground. Right.
1: We, we, right. And they're saying they only, exactly, I was thinking underground too. So I was going to say a good, good point that you made that. Cause I was thinking, even if you hit underground, you know, like, you can only sustain that for so long, right? Even. Even in millions of years time, you can only only for so long without the sun. And you know. Who said that? I, well, I'm I'm saying billions of years. Billions? Yeah. Billion I'm saying I don't know. That's where I'm this is where this this theory comes in. That's without ever coming up? Yeah, yeah, I believe in that too. Wait. I believe that could be a possibility. Break, break down what you're trying to say. Basically I'm saying is that one People keep thinking that this is, like, all new. This, I'm saying that there's a chance, and there's a high chance. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. And I'm saying even, it's a guarantee, but go ahead. I'm, I'm not saying this – well, it's a guarantee that people are still around from those days. I'm saying that that's a high chance. But there's a high chance that a civilization, higher technology than us, could have survived on Earth. Going back to Mars and Venus – they were habitat, habitat, God, habitat, suitable planets. They were in the habitat zone. They had water. Venus did. Earth, Mars did. They had, they have all everything there. This is what I know because I've studied my whole life. So I don't know. We're just scratching the surface right now.
0: This is what I think, Unit. Right, Jimmy yeah. James.
1: It's okay, breakfast. dude. They all know, aka <laughs> Unit. Yep. I gotta restart that too. Again, I'm saying, yeah. Uh-huh. What, what do you think from that point of view? It here.
0: Why has America? Well, America's a new country to me, relatively speaking, yeah. right? China been around for thousands and thousands of years. In universe
1: um, terms, yes, it's yeah, fucking you, everything. The world's new, you but, know what it, I mean.
0: But even on the national level, like the global mm-hmm. world scale, like what seventeen seventy six, America has been, you know, signed. Is it seventy six? Yeah, 17? seventeen. Yeah, July fourth, seventeen seventy six. July four. Yep. Okay. Good. Right. So that's about what. Four hundred years almost. America has been yeah. around. Um, yeah. Why hasn't America, within four hundred years, ever thought to live on the water? On the
1: water or underwater?
0: On, on the either on the water under or the under. water. What uh, have...
1: uh, 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 fuck? I don't know. Well, I'm thinking money. It's easier <laughs> to live on land, right? But it's easier to live on land, crops, farming, food delivery. Um, on the water I mean there is some places that people live on the water are you talking about structures like too like yes. us building okay there's where I come in at why are we going to Mars right now and I understand it's a great step and all that shit let's I said this on one of my podcasts literally I wrote it down in audio lab and I put it in as like a wrap and I said let's clean up our own nest and I literally put that all in there so like I have a whole thing on that already like why we're going to to that
0: that idea
1: but the water that's the first time i even thought about that the water like what do you like what do you see when you see that in your head though
0: isn't the world mostly covered by water
1: 72 percent yeah according to whoever the fuck we trust experts (laughs) 70 obviously 72 percent
0: let's say 72 percent Whatever, 50 75 percent between there right
1: no, Half it's 72. i I'm telling you, what, that's what the. That's seventy-two percent. Water right. is on there, right? Versus land.
0: So almost three fourths of the of the Earth, the planet Earth, yeah. right,
1: is covered yep. with water, right? Yeah. Why
0: Why are we only focused on the twenty five percent of the Earth?
1: Oh yeah, dude. Like, well, uh fuck. There goes another thing. You just made me think. See, this is what you get me thinking because I actually watched a documentary, and. I'm glad I watched it because I'm not into this type of shit. It was about – a, it's a, and you, you like conspiracy theories. This is why I wanted to mention this, and this ties into the water. Um, he, it started about plastic strolls. Why are we still using plastic strolls? Blah, blah, blah. But this dude didn't know in the documentary that he wasn't going to be doing a documentary about plastic strolls. That's what he thought he was going to be doing. It went into how we're fucking polluting the earth by going in the water – where people don't know about and they literally just think about like a big um, farm and you're scraping like you're raking, you're raking leaves up that's what they do underwater to catch fish and shit they put these big nets and they just fucking, they're humongous and they just drag the bottom of the ocean and then they show the whole like how much of the ocean we really took up of doing this, it's fucking, it's like a lot it's a lot out of that 72% it's i forget the percentages exactly but i know it's a lot it's like jaw dropping because this dude didn't know about it so then he goes not to get into this whole thing he goes to the people like who are supposed to be organizations against it but nobody wants to talk about it because you think why Dwayne? because money right like money dude they're not gonna talk because they're fucking padding their pockets of course Fucking greed. I hate. Now you know, you always knew this, but you knew I always hated the money aspect of it. That's me personally.
0: Man, you everyone's know. trying to get rich.
1: <laughs> You're selling crack, dude. Biggie said it. You know, don't yeah. sell, you know, <laughs> don't shit where you eat, but you know, you wouldn't sell cracker, drugs right out of your house. Right? You know, shit where you I eat. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Right? Don't. You wouldn't. But the person who's working at a fucking, they apparently don't mind because they're getting paid. They make organizations up, ran by the people who are literally doing it to them to pretend like they don't, like they're against it. Like, oh, we're f-. it's like a fixed boxing match, dude. That's pretty much what I'm trying to get at. Analogy.
0: Okay, I'm with that
1: you got it like that's 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 what the show was about but how much i didn't know about the oceans like i knew it was bad but i didn't know it was that bad so that kind of answers your question on the ocean part that's probably why <laughs> it's because we're fucking those oceans like i don't know dude Like a dollar hooker dude they and these guys are horny
0: <clears throat> so, so so what you're saying is i'm gonna scratch that we're gonna scratch that right because i want to get your personal opinion on that right We've been right. fighting wars and people have been using bombs and all this bullshit, right? Right. We were all fighting over 25% unit,
1: right? Oil, oil, oil mostly, all yeah. But shit. yeah. All
0: this, All 25% of the earth people are fighting over, right? Right.
1: And you're saying water, I, right? Water.
0: This 75% of the, the earth is covered in this water.
1: right? It's hard to live out there. Yeah. Well, and I'm, 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 I'm still, saying
0: still, why, why I'm is this still, a new idea? Like you said, I don't
1: think it's a new idea. I think it's, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying this only because I've seen this documentary. If I didn't see this documentary, I probably would have been like thinking in my head right now, well, it's tough to live out there. There's, you know, there is things, you know, there's places you could live that's calm, which I'm sure it's in your head. Like, all right, you know, you're not talking about the deep sea just sitting there because yeah. it would take a lot of labor and then get shit out there and I don't know dude even after But, but why are we
0: spending billions of dollars to go to space or Mars or wherever right? Yeah. And we have yet to even think about okay America why, why don't we just start another America on the water?
1: Kind of like NASA is what I see alright if you don't know this NASA was its gov- it was ran by the government okay NASA was going to be this fund it was this is years ago 70s 80s and then they had people like a what do you call it jobs and a must come in and support them not them personally but support them people are rich and nasa is its own entity it's not connected with the government no more as far as that's how they say it yeah. but that's right so kind of like what the water situation is is like uh it's is it is it its own entity is it you're talking about government is fighting over this and i don't know dude that there's people out isn't that there kind of strange oh of course dude i don't know about living <laughs> on water though dude but we do we're, we're overpopulated we're we're at eight billion when i was a kid isn't that an easy I, solution right there i don't know easy i don't easy yeah let me not say I, easy you're let me not are easy easy. going to mars absolutely is Elon My- Musk is he his own man with his own money? Probably. I don't know him personally, but as far he is, so he could do whatever he wants. If He wants to go to Mars. That's great, dude. But like we talked, so he'd to- rather
0: live on another planet. Yeah. Travel through the the the, the vacuum of space
1: to get right. there. Well, instead I mean, of you said uh, you said him. No, no, he's going to send him. other people. Fuck him. I mean, he he's he's yeah. you know he ain't that stupid, I guess.
0: <laughs> right? He's what, he, what did he say? All people to start a yeah. colony on Tw- Mars. Yeah.
1: Right? Yep. A million Instead people of, by 2026. Fuck, yeah. out of here.
0: Instead of actually setting up a colony on the water, or at least within 100 feet or, of the surface of the water.
1: Or clean up our nest, which I literally said cleaning that up, which honestly, I can't say 100%, but they do have programs to go towards back, but there's other documentaries out there like I've re- recommended because these guys are doing these documentaries, aren't rich. They're not really, they're only known for like writing books and then they go out to the dirt and get their hands dirty. They're like that kid. He was a nobody. He still is a nobody, I think. I don't okay. know his name. I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't know him. He's just some documentary kid. He wanted to fight about plastic straws. So, and then he discovered all this. And without that, without that, like, how would that information got out there without this show we're about to get into like i said i can always add this this
0: information
1: that's what i'm saying i'm just i'm a a kid from from the city dude you're fucking smart bro like i told (laughs) i told my viewers this many times like you don't you only listen to that one part of the podcast that you played and said well what do you think about that and then i'm gonna put your own little stream ad in there but that's I've mentioned you plenty of times on on my podcast dude and people a lot of people listen I could see where more people listen on more more sh- things uh, what the topics are you know I have a lot more listeners when it's me and you versus it's just me on this subject or if it's on me on this subject with mental health I have more you know yeah so uh, I
0: mean, I'm I'm, into, sh- I'm, I'm yeah. into people creating biospheres and, and utopias and these okay things. so I'm worked, deep into
1: this stuff. Now, now, asking from where you work for are we allowed to talk about where you worked and all that? Is that is that nope, not yet? <laughs> not yet. That's fine. But what can, I'm saying is from where you worked, which you know, b- you build things. Anyway, yeah, is military you and are you commercial. Have you this from lately or has this always been in your head? Um, this has always been in my head since I was a young young person. Did something open your eyes? Yeah, the fact yeah. Kind of like with this. Okay, so you're kind of in the same boat with me right now with like the alien. Like I always knew that we weren't alone. Like I, I'm not saying ET was like living among us, but it's just mathematically impossible. Anyway, yeah. So I'm on the same page as you. It opened your eyes. So I wish we could talk more about it. I really do because that fucking sucks. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell if you can or can I can always edit anything out like that's not important even that part me saying editing like th- this shit could be you know what I mean <laughs> like this doesn't have to go out publicly none of this is live so you don't have to worry
0: yeah the issue with my job and stuff is um they don't want the employees to even post on Facebook or social media NDA they, NDA yes yeah, like NDA we have to sign
1: we're,
0: yeah we can't really post our our job location if we're going to discuss other topics because it makes the company look bad in a certain way
1: okay but you have it you have a, you guys have a, well you your old company used to have an old youtube channel see i could say whatever fuck i want about them only because yeah, what yeah, i've you learned can. you're free yeah i think it's fucking wrong what they did and i guessed it i'm not gonna say anything what you you could say if you want but i guessed it i already know what you guessed and what you said that's on you but Yep. What I said, you know, you know, like <laughs> it happened to me at Home Depot, and that was just like a Home Depot. Yeah. Basically, anybody out there, this is what happened to me, and then I'll let Sway tell his if, if that's he believes. I'll I don't reveal,
0: know how I'll reveal a little bit.
1: I, I can't. Okay, basically, I work there, and you have a, it's ninety day probational period. I didn't really do anything wrong at right. all ever. I didn't get in trouble once, and like I told, I told this story on the podcast on that he just published now because I did literally say this on another podcast. I said, you'll be listening to Sway's podcast probably like 10 years later. You know, but like, <laughs> so now you're hearing it now, but I, I got in trouble for leaving a forklift up, but that's not how it was. It was nothing like that. Vi- anyway, they fired me right before the 90 days is up. They got rid of me, and there's nothing I could do about it. Yeah. And Sway said something to me similar about it, his job. He's like, I'm worried, I'm worried. I'm like, wow, that happened to me, but I didn't want to worry him. Be like, oh, that's probably going to happen. But then you literally called me on the phone and we were talking about it. I'm like something like you're not a stupid dude you know so i'm like all right he knows i, I can something. see the writing on the wall right dude I'm right right so yeah. long we'll story you. short it had something similar like that happened to you but i to hear about it so if you want to talk about it to some point or whatever you can that'd be great yeah um i basically got one
0: of my most dream work i, I was had A great opportunity that came to me in May 21st of 2021, um, to work for one of my most um dream companies within the state of Connecticut.
1: Can you um, say the company's name or no?
0: Um, I could say Raytheon Technology,
1: so yeah, Raytheon's because I can't, I keep forgetting it. Raytheon's, okay, go keep going. So you yep. got that dream job ish, go ahead,
0: yeah, where, where they make um, it's a manufacturing company where they produce airplanes for you know commercial airlines and military aircraft and this has been my dream since I was 18 years old you know um, I'm I love space I love <laughs> aerodynamics I love flight I think you know who doesn't want to be able mm-hmm. to fly you know so right the fact that we're able to achieve that within the past hundred years you know I wanted to be a part of that future innovation in the aerospace field. And I got hired back in May, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. And by the way, and you you were so let me tell you guys, give you guys a little aspect on that before he gets into that. He got hired back in May. He he was ex- I could I could feel it because we were talking. I was on my way out the door and he was excited as shit because we were both going through something good at the time. And I could hear in your voice that you're like, dude, I got a new a job or something. Then like two weeks later or something, I'm like, how's your job going? Because I haven't heard from you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you got... So, go ahead. You, you got That's hired it. back in May 2020... um, This year. 2021. Yeah, this sorry. year. Yeah. 2021. Go ahead. Go ahead. And Keep going.
0: You know, this job pays pays a lot of money. Um, you know, it has everything you will want in a great job,
1: you know? and Except employment records. Go ahead. Except what? Employment, enrollment, employment records is the only yeah. thing. It's not great. It's, I'm just saying that as a joke, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. So, you know... I was on my eighty eighty first day, eighty fifth, eighty first day or whatever. Wow! And, and I started seeing signs that you know. I'm getting. Can you give me because
1: sec- you did you didn't tell me this story, so this is all new to me too, as well as the listeners. But can you tell me what that sign was? But you did tell me a little bit. But I want to. I don't only You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I was on the I was on the phone with you on my break and
1: eighty something. Eight. What day was it? Eighty what? Eighty first. Eighty first. 81st day. You're on the phone with me telling me about seeing signs. You you know, you didn't really get into too much, but go ahead. You know, every... Bro, this shit is so hard to even talk about. I know, I know. Hey, you get it out. That's why I waited so long to really push you, like, not push you, but to ask you. I said, we'll talk about it when you're ready. You know, but fuck them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and long story short, you know, uh, my supervisor ended up terminating me and letting me go.
1: Did any reason that that he gave you that was satisfying or can you tell us or you can't or was it I right can. okay but all right then i'll ask you like that so i was asking you is there any reason you can give us do you think it was i can't say right it, it or wrong was, it
0: was incorrect it, uh, it was unrighteous um okay it was a falsehood that he on the on the premise that he terminated me
1: basically Right. And you never, by the way, and just for if anybody does listen out there, disconnected, this he never, you never mon- once mentioned your boss or anything like that to me. You just said writing on the wall and shit like that, and I I understood because of the Home Depot thing, but just differences. That's a billion dollar fucking company. I think billion dollar company. I don't know, million yeah, billions it's, has it's to be def- billions.
0: It's, it's definitely in the billions.
1: Yeah, in, and in um, but go ahead. So writing on the like, so y- he, he, you said it was wrong. Um Did you Let me ask Did you It's hard to ask Without this like You can't tell anybody this right This has nothing to do with me I mean the podcast right
0: Um, I'm currently going through A situation right now Some litigations okay.
1: So if you're still in court And stuff like that yeah, You better just Well you know Even Even talking to me I wouldn't Yeah I don't know if you could tell Like a close one If you can't tell your close one that I wouldn't put it out on anything But Yeah I think people understand That I mean situation. I can go through
0: the details of it You know
1: you you can't or you can't. I, I, I can't. cannot. I cannot. No. It because... wasn't because you 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 think it wasn't anything racial, do you? I don't know why. I just think out loud. Do you I mean, think anything of like that? Yeah, they... I, think that's,
0: I think that's a big piece of
1: it. You know. Oh, is there any white guys there? In
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fifth biggest um, aerospace company on the planet Earth. Yeah,
1: white guys there. <laughs> yeah, I Absolutely. like that guy. His story, <laughs> he stared at me. Yeah. He stared at my $5. I think he's going to steal it. No, I don't know. <laughs> basically, don't, basically don't that's know. kind of... That's, that's where you just lose me when you say they're smart because they let you go and they sound like a bunch of retards because you've got somebody who has desired to work there since they were a kid, not there personally, but like that. Have a threshold in the future. Have a foot in the future. A footnote. Even if you're just a footnote, you were there. You know yeah. what I mean? And they went and they... So either you really had to do something fucked up, like you punched the boss in the face or something, you know, I'm like crazy, like, I don't know, peed in his fucking hat. I don't know, dude. Bro, but I, I never showed up late. Not one day, bro. Yeah, like, you told me about that shit. Forgot about that, too. No, wait. You said you did. You you did miss something. Didn't you miss a day or something? No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, that, some, that was that was somebody else. Never mind. But you did tell me. Yeah, I just remembered who that was. Yeah, like,
0: bro, I played it straight in the arrow, bro.
1: <laughs> right. I, and you, I you told
0: me
1: something, dude, and this, it, I know this has nothing to do with, like, uh, like I know this could be said. I mean, you told me something, and I remember it, it was bugging me, because I was like, uh, something doesn't... I, I didn't say you were over and thinking. I was like, because I knew I had this experience of that feeling part with the 98 bullshit. Yeah. But even at a Home Depot, because I was, I was basically used for a summer worker, yes. and then they let me know to bring back in the winter and i didn't know because i was young i was like 18 you're not young you were 32 because you were 31 32 is about yeah. the same age i don't know if you, whatever you're over 30 so you have way more life experience than i did and you're at a really more important job or whatever every job's important you know what i mean to a point yeah yeah, but, yeah. uh something i would love to know by me personally Mm-hmm. I'm not – I know you can't talk about because you're going through what you're going through, and that's fine. But, I mean, I would love to know when you can. Definitely, we got to bring that discussion back up. Absolutely. That's, because, you know, everybody – you know, there's always that three sides of the story, the truth. You know, there's the – what's the three sides? The yeah,
0: there's one person's side, the other person's side, and the truth. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's it. That's yeah. it. Old saying, old, old saying. Absolutely. So, anyway, we'll get into that, I guess, more, but – this ties into what we were talking about about the water and how do you want to play this out, dude? Do you want to get into that more? Or do you want to get in close encounters more? I mean, far as the show goes.
0: Um, yeah, back back to what we were talking about, like you know, after right. aliens and this, that, and the third, like. Bro. Well, we yeah,
1: we never got into the what I what I wanted to say. I said before we talk about anything, and then we went on to everything else. I said I wanted to know what you and that certain somebody were pissing me off because it was pissing me off because you called me and. I thought we did a show about it, but we didn't. We were supposed to. Yeah, we were supposed to, but we did one one time when I was at, you know, whose house, and uh, we talked on your show for like an hour and a half because then you you released that finally. I but, did. Uh, <laughs> well, I think you did. I don't know. That was the one was a couple of months ago. I don't know. You're you're said you're going to be doing them gradually. Yeah. Uh, so you released like five of them. Or four of them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm
0: going to be publishing a lot more of my episodes and podcasts.
1: See, now that – I don't know if you know this. So you on, on Anchor, you can uh, write on the side a question. <laughs> and you can have your question up to like so many characters long. And uh, if you go on – this is on the website. This is like – the app is one thing. The website is… Is different. I just talked about this. You could do a question and a poll, multiple choice or single choice or whatever, like a poll, P-O-L-L, whatever, yep. a poll, yeah, whatever. Yeah. A poll oh. and a question, but only on Anchor app. You can only do a question. So if I said, what do you guys think about life in the universe? Is there, not there multiple choice? And then you could do a question, but you can only go to Spotify, click on the read more part, and then there's where the question will come in. So you could add stuff like that. That's for you. You know suede. You can add shit like that. The polls and the questions, but you got to yeah, go make on it like the like
0: Instagram, social media type of thing.
1: Yeah, you can have it on the website now. That that Echoes, Spotify, and Anchor been been together for a while now, but you only can see it on Spotify as far as I know. And there's a new subscription part for Anchor, which I
0: have. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm.
1: So like me and you will do it like a show, a real special. Like we could do a show. Subscription. You're a subscribe well, you don't have to be, but our subscribers would be basically be invited to this and they would be allowed. So we would do an hour. So that's gonna be like it's a dollar ninety nine a month. It's the lowest I can make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's not good. about the money, it's about the awareness foundation. And Absolutely. They're gonna get my phone number due, they can call me, we could do the podcast one hour. And I said some situations and it's gonna be a tight knit group and then we can grow and then we'll have up to how many we can have on at once. So that's that's the direction I want to go with description because it's gonna bring more people like us to answer more of these questions. What's out there? What's this? What's that? You know, everything. Yeah. Open minded people, Dwayne. That's what we need. Dwayne, Sway, everybody knows our fucking import aka Dwayne Swayby, puck Podcast. Swaybe gaming.
0: <laughs> Swaby Gaming, be Podcasting.
1: Now, my pops was into this. He's not. He's he's not like. He's not. I'm not say smart. He's no. He's not stupid. But he's not. Uh, he's old. He's he's a bad. He's up there. He's, he's fucking. He's all beat up from being in the army. But mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say he's not open minded. He's just but he will look at something yeah he's he he is a more open-minded than like uh somebody who's stubborn in their 60s or 70s would be because my age range is from like really 30s all the way to 60s that's all my analytics i even had a whole show about that analytics so yeah dude you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure you when you do a podcast you gotta make sure you hit every angle so when i have a guest on like you And I'm going to be a guest on your show, Suede B Podcasting. It's going to be like you got to cover all those bases. People out there listening might be like, I want to start a podcast. So that's what I started doing one through four, my experience, five. And I'm going to do five through seven today. And then Wednesday, I got this material where we can just fucking gibberish it up. Mm -hmm. And you you know how it goes, man. Oh, yeah. So what do you want to do, man? When this is uh, your part fuck it what do you want to do you want to do the uh, well we're supposed to close the counters i don't know Watch the whole I'm thing. i'm still trying to get sit. into it I'm that's still- what i'm saying <laughs> it's two hours long so doesn't matter how long we sit on this thing for you know like we're gonna cut it like, out
0: do, do you believe there's aliens
1: oh i mean i've all yeah i, I you, you, yeah to hear um yeah I have, I-, like <laughs> I have to now kind of like i have to oh my god be retarded At my own experiences yeah plus I, I was very ignorant for a while Oh, this is cool. why? Why haven't they? I'm like, they have, and that's what this show talks about. So, whenever you're ready, I want to. We can. I want. You know what I did? You remember? This can go more than an hour, by the way. Restart this. I want to throw this in as a bonus, and we could start the show. But whenever you're ready, we can do another 20 minutes of bullshit and we can start the show.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't want to bullshit.
1: I want to bullshit and watch. Okay. But, you gotta tell me because you're gonna be running this on your side, so you're gonna be having the audio because you're better at that. I'll, I'll start fucking yabbering. Like, i did you see that? So you want to run the audio, and then um, you want to like a watch party? Yeah, like basically watch party on anchor. But is that what we're doing? Because you can hear really clearly on your end, like real clear. Uh, 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 man. <laughs> like we did with MCU. Yeah, you got a lot of hits, dude. That's like one of the top five on mine. Um, Wait, up let's do it, that, bro. I'm that with was, it. dude. It was the top five episode or thing. You know was, what I mean? Hell yeah! So I'll invite you in, or whatever. It doesn't matter. But I'm, oh, that's right. Because I gotta, I'm gonna be sending it to you and clearing it out, and then I'll send it to you. So I'll invite you in, and then we'll start up the show. This will be all bonus right here. Is yes, there? right around we will either be ending the show here or beginning the show here. <laughs> On the Jimmy James podcast. Oh, I'm going to invite you right back, all right? All right, peace. All right, peace.
2: Something strange is happening. We are living through the most extraordinary moment in human history. After decades of denial and ridicule, government officials and the mainstream media are admitting that extraterrestrial civilizations are visiting Earth. But there's a twist. The same people and institutions who lied about ETs and just about everything else are now framing the extraterrestrial presence as a threat.
4: And we are seriously thinking of
3: the space force.
2: One man has been trying to warn us about this for decades.
3: If you're seeing this it's
2: because I'm either dead or have been entrapped or have disappeared. Most of us are ill-prepared for open contact with an advanced ET civilization. As our expanding cosmology outgrows our theological institutions, modern human society is spiraling into decadence, narcissism, depravity, and nihilism.
4: Catch me outside, how about that?
2: If we want to truly understand ETs, their technology their intentions, we have to readdress our assumptions about the nature of reality and our relationship with the physical universe.
0: The prologue.
3: On the surface, oh UFOs are real there are these machines zipping through the sky but one of the things I've always said is well that's interesting and it's, it's cool and it's great to see them but what's really interesting the people on board those spacecraft they're intelligent they're conscious they're here they're interested why are they here otherwise but no one has made the question how do we develop that relationship with with the occupants of the ufos that's what this is about it's going it's going from just sort of a materialistic view there's a machine flying around the sky and sort of a superficial view of it to a deeper truth of who's on board Why are they here? What is their relationship to humanity, perhaps the origins of the human race? What are we to do to create a relationship with them, and how do we do that? What is the foundation of a relationship between humans at this stage of our evolution and civilizations that are hundreds of thousands to millions of years more developed technologically and socially and perhaps in consciousness? We have to find where that point of commonality is. I have put a briefing together for every president since Bill Clinton. And to the extent that they know anything, it doesn't mean they have control over these covert programs. The unacknowledged special access projects are run in a way that they are outside the purview and control of the president or the Congress. And for that reason, our elected representatives are unlikely to resolve this problem, but we can resolve it by going directly to these civilizations and saying, we're here, you can make contact with us, we're unarmed, we are friendly. Since
2: 1990, a network of free thinkers and renegades have been bypassing the national security state to make direct contact with advanced extraterrestrial civilizations. Using the Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind Protocols, or CE5, developed by Dr. Greer, this has proven to be the most subversive and dangerous information he has released to the public. Oh
1: my gosh.
2: One. Oakland, Have California. You
1: Oop,
2: there you go. Close encounters of the first kind consist of visual sightings of an unidentified flying object. Close encounters of the second kind Some physical traits is present, like impressions in the ground or scorched vegetation. Close encounters of the third kind. The occupants or pilots of an E.T. craft are witnessed. Close encounters of the fourth kind. A human brought on board an E.T. craft. Close encounters of the fifth kind. Proactive, human-initiated communication with extraterrestrial beings. Most of the phenomena presented in this film were photographed or recorded during a CE5 contact event. For thousands of people, contact has begun. This is their story. <laughs>
0: This thing definitely has me in my emotions and my feelings, bro. Some deep shit.
3: Let's go.
4: Deep shit.
3: This got on the radar of the intelligence community, and they knew that we had come across the Rosetta Stone of contacting and communicating with interstellar civilizations, and it worked. That is what started the intelligence community coming after what we were saying and doing and trying to intercept it. This is, in fact, cosmic disobedience on a grand scale. We're going to bypass the sociopaths in these covert programs and do this directly. It's the same thing with the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement would have never happened from the top down. Even the Kennedy brothers did not want to step into that mess. It took a mass of people, not just Martin Luther King, but millions of people all over the country. Yeah, the people got to want it. And lunch counter sit-ins and, and the people wanting and to change? What have you, to the motherfuckers can't that stop that. The direction of our civilization is a society that is, while not perfect, is more open and closer than it was. Well, The same has to happen here. And to do that, we have to understand what caused and the nature of the cosmic mind is that is resonating within every single human being. Because that's the foundation for the relationship between humans and these civilizations. By doing it directly, all of us are going to know what the truth is. You don't have to go through a proxy or someone who's telling you secondhand. But it also creates a movement globally to show these civilizations that there are people on this planet who are enlightened, conscious peaceful which is the majority of humans because real disclosure is humans making contact with these civilizations directly and these civilizations are waiting for us to do it and so this is our opportunity this is our moment and it really is we the people that have to do it Dr. Stephen Gale.
2: well for decades only crackpots and crazy people believed in ufo's that's what i thought anyway guy's been doing lectures for like
0: years, bro. The
4: government's
0: been taking them seriously all along. Very serious. This shit is tough, bro. Like it's so dope. You feel me? Yeah, I I, I hear you're sounding good. This is really some cool shit, bro. And there's so many questions come about like, damn. What's the right thing uh, to do, you know? This is such a deep topic, bro. You know, extraterrestrials or, you know, super highly advanced ancient societies living on Earth, hiding from the... The, the great national countries. Shit is deep, bro. The is fuck. Like how much shit have they witnessed, you know? This shit, chapter one,
2: Blood and Treasure. The question is often asked, when will UFO disclosure happen? The answer is, it has already happened. Boom. It happened in 2001 at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., where military, NASA, and intelligence agency whistleblowers testified to their involvement in the UFO cover-up and the back-engineering of extraterrestrial technologies. It happened again in 2017, with the release of the film unacknowledged, in the anticipation of CIA and the FBI published millions of UFO documents on their websites. Despite all this, nothing has really changed. Life goes on as before, except there is a new narrative unfolding in the mainstream media. One that is designed to subvert true disclosure and extinguish the opportunity for transformation available to us through these revelations.
5: Earlier this week, the New York Times and Politico revealed the existence of a secret government program to investigate UFO sightings. It was especially focused on encounters by members of the military, like this one experienced by a U.S. Navy pilot off the coast of California. There's a whole fleet of them. Look
0: on the ASA. Yeah, I've seen this foot oh a million man. times. Literally, like at least no, 15. The, wind. the wind's
5: 120
4: from the west. At the thing. It's rotating. Average people see UFOs, you know, on the news, right? All of a sudden, it's real. UFOs, we've been tracking them in the sky. And they go, okay, well, point so hat people, right? Yeah. It took a long time for the mainstream media to finally admit that, yeah, you know, they are, in fact, real. Why did we wait that long? Why did we wait for the mainstream media to tell us before we finally believed, hey, this is actually happening? And the challenge is, if there's potentially multiple narratives, how do you decide Which one to go with?
3: Back in the 1990s, I was read into or briefed on a project that involved an interagency group that had the ability to disclose the ET presence in a way that would frighten everyone on Earth and convince the public that there was an alien threat.
0: It's completely
3: false. It's all a lie. And that this had been developed in the 50s. And they had been developing the means and the psychological warfare to make that happen. So in the 1990s, I wrote a paper called When Disclosure Serves Secrecy. What that means is there are two kinds of disclosures that might happen. A truthful one that is also a hopeful one, which is what I gave up my medical career to try to actuate and do. And then there's the one that is spun by the spinmeisters in Washington and at the Pentagon and CIA, which runs like this: It's true, the UFOs are real. They are here as a threat. They're violating our airspace. They're a national security and a threat, and a threat to our sovereignty. I'm quoting.
5: The purpose of
3: the program, uh,
4: Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, yeah. was really Alexander, designed to do just that. Um, from a national former security Pentagon
0: military intelligence identify official,
4: those things that unit,
0: UFO unit
4: and try to ascertain and determine. Yeah, that I know that this is
3: a potential threat to national security. And we knew this was going to happen mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I had met with people who were in projects, who were on interagency committees that had everything set to roll this out and they were just waiting for the right time. The Soviet Union has ended. We have the global terrorism while it's still there, is not like it was around 9-11. This is the next big thing that they want the public to be afraid of. Yeah. When a pickpocket meets a saint, all he sees are his pockets. Or, like, if
6: if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And and it's not that this isn't a genuine perception on their part because they've been raised to have a political agenda. professional
4: career has been designed to have this, have have a for the to have this kind of
6: artificial mm-hmm. construct of this there's this national airspace and nobody can come into the airspace unless we say so, so. and they, they've got this super control mechanism going, and they're right at this really important place right now where they're attempting to establish a kind of one world government, mm-hmm. you know, that they've gotten the communication systems up, the transportation systems up, and they want to establish a planetary government, mm-hmm. and there's nothing Stop. that is going to motivate the creation of a one-world government like the discovery of an ultimate other, Ronald Reagan, standing in front of the United Nations the Senate. said it. Right on.
3: Perhaps we need some outside universal threat. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. He was silly enough
6: to say it. You know, that's part of his naivete. But the fact is, that is their agenda. Legendary
2: civil rights attorney Daniel Sheehan has spent over
1: 50 years
2: fighting the national security state. The Pentagon Papers and the Iran-Contra scandals are but two of his many landmark cases before becoming a whistleblower and legal counsel for the Disclosure Project in 2001. It's helpful, of course,
6: for them to say, oh, UFOs are real. That's quite helpful. We've been trying to get people to understand that now for the last 30 years. But it's all immediately wedded to this fact that they're this horrible threat. And so we have to come forward with a positive set of programs, a positive vision for this. And that's what I'm trying to help get the Vatican and the Jesuit order to become involved in, in putting forth you know, a discussion about the theological and philosophical challenges that this presents to us. You can turn to them? National security oh, my God you know it's not a threat to our species it's not a threat to our planet it's a threat to our view as ourselves as the the be-all and end-all that the entire universe was created as a stage on which to play out the human drama of one single species you know that ain't so but let's let's get used to it and let's figure out what the what the new story is what is the new story is a positive story what is our role in it we may not be the star you know of it but we're a good supporting character Uh,
3: in in the unfolding of our universe and let's figure out what that story is the success of unacknowledged which has been seen by hundreds of millions of people now
4: have you not watched unacknowledged what is unacknowledged you got to watch unacknowledged what is that one okay
6: you got to watch unacknowledged what is it you got to watch your acknowledge. Period. Isn't
3: that that Stephen Greer movie? Caused the yeah, reaction. That's
0: Stephen Greer movie. You know what it is, Joe Rogan. The the
3: United States.
0: Joe Rogan always so acts like he doesn't what know what's going on in the, in the community. Is ...to
3: cooperate with the intelligence community in reporting all this information out, but with this peculiar spin, very subliminal at this stage, that it's a threat.
5: The project was called the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, run by an official named Luis
0: Elizondo.
2: I think this is a national security imperative. We have clear things that we do not understand how they work operating in areas that we can't control.
6: We know what's going on, bro.
2: Coming out of law school was for
6: NBC to establish the right of journalists to protect their confidential news sources. I did the amicus briefs for the New York Times and the Washington Post and, and also for CBS and ABC. And it was at that time that I began to realize that there was this close working relationship of course. between the board of editors of the New York Times and the national security community. That There's conversations going on all the time between the, the board of editors and the national security people. Uh, and we actually got an affidavit from Teddy Sorensen saying that, oh, yes. The national security state, the CIA, and everybody consult regularly with the New York Times to get them not to tell information about covert operations that we're engaged in. I was surprised uh, to find that out at that point. I began to do an investigation about this. the news, the the news and the
0: political arm don't work Times in the hands?
6: And for NBC. And found out that there were 42 full-time central intelligence agency or NSA people employed by the major national news media. Yeah, and they had an entire project called Project Mockingbird. And oh they were deeply embedded with the, with the major national news media. And they were constantly, from their point of view, safeguarding of the information that was going to be allowed to get out And it was quite clear that they viewed themselves as all part of the same basic fraternity they all shared in the patriotic vision of the central intelligence agency being able to go around the world the thing we had the biggest challenge with on the pentagon papers case is they didn't want to reveal the fact that there was a massive assassination program going on and it was being funded by heroin trafficking you know, to keep it away from the congressional funding and investigations. The I field. thought this was a terribly newsworthy thing to tell her about, but it was beyond the pale. That was not to be talked about here. You know, you can talk about how bad the Vietnam War was, and even With the fact
0: medicine that they and lied about the
3: Bay uh, incident, but not this. Even the Air Force Office of Special Investigations Officer, Richard Doty, admitted that he would bring bags of cash to national security editors in the major media, to get their cooperation in this narrative, so
2: every news uh, agency, uh, every television, radio station in the Albuquerque, Santa Fe area had our snitches in there. So we knew, and we paid them. We paid them good money. One of the good one of the reasons you get the people is you pay them, and uh, and that was controversial.
0: This guy that, scares that the hell out of me. Some
2: controversial.
0: You, know you that, see this face, y'all? Yeah. Oh,
4: yes, yes. I'm not going to name
0: him. What he, you have he's, he's now a is dude. You call them a snitches. concerted
4: effort between mainstream not media and social media platforms and tech giants to you know, say, not let's gain control back of the <laughs> you know, narratives that we require people. to make you sure call that them we snitches. can control how people think about certain topics so now you have this fear driven you have this this, this tight little box of what the ufo in the extraterrestrial subject is really about how it relates to military government spending weapons it's all, all together. the sort of conversations that are very common in the mainstream that people are going to relate to that they okay i can piece the typical dots together
3: let me give you a great example If you look at a lot of the disclosure project materials, which is beyond the scope of this film, we identified dozens of people who were at intercontinental ballistic missile nuclear silos, nuclear weapons areas, who had had UFOs come in to those areas, surveilling them, but in some cases rendering those missiles (laughs)
0: unlaunchable.
3: Now, most of the men that were in those silos have said to me personally they felt that these ETs were saying, "Please don't blow up this beautiful planet, but if you do." If you go to Mutual Assured Destruction, the full launch of nuclear weapons globally, we can intercept a lot of them so that you don't go to a full extinction-level event. They felt that it was actually a very hopeful thing that happened. Meanwhile, people came along, took the same data, the same cases, and spun it into a national security threat. One set of facts, two narratives, diametrically opposed, opposite. When I got involved in uh, the issue of well, the UFO
6: system. issue, Petrie is another issue. man theorist. Uh, starting in 1977, with, with President Carter, I realized that the work that I was doing was characterized by the national security state as a target for counterintelligence activities. When I see this thing happening with this To The Stars Academy, uh, where they suddenly appear on the front page of The New York Times, and the CNN all of a sudden wants to talk with them, and they're on MSNBC, and all this kind of stuff, uh, I immediately kind of uh, realized, wait a second, this is part of what I've been worried about coming out, because they were constantly spinning this story, that this is a threat. My name is Tom
4: DeLong. Um, A lot of people know me uh, from my band Blink-182. I started that band when I was 16. Through a series of meetings, I was soon connected to a large group of U.S. government
6: officials from the CIA, the Department of Defense, and Lockheed Martin Skunk Works. These guys were the ones involved in the secret of U.S. government programs that dealt with these subjects. What's happening is the To the Stars Academy people were all, you know, Jim Simi-Van, who's there, you know, the chief of covert operations domestic for CIA, which in and of itself is totally against the law. You know, the National Security Act of 1947 completely, clearly and unequivocally prohibits any kind of covert operations stateside. Uh, But here, that's who he is the chief of covert operations domestic for cia which in and of itself is totally against the law you know the national security act of 1947 completely clearly and unequivocally prohibits any kind of covert operations stateside uh, but here that's who he is uh, and there he is there and you got the guys from the dia and the defense department and hal put off and stuff and they're they're all there and, and what, what they're doing is they're they're putting this intense spin every single thing they talk about all has this kind of gestalt to it that this is a threat and it very well could be a threat Uh, it's a threat to our national security it's a threat to our airspace Uh, it's a threat to our sovereignty it's it's what it is it's a threat to our dominion over our own planet
0: control something that's out of our control
6: our job is to assert full spectrum dominance over the entire planet. We actually have the documents from the yep, 1992 control. United States Defense Department Policy Planning Guidance document, where they said that right at the end of the, right at the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Said, oh, we've got to not cut back on our military spending. We have to this increase deep, it bro. so we can establish full spectrum dominance over the planet. And so you know
3: what their agenda is, the yeah. national security state. It's not for the it's defense in their world.
6: of our sovereignty.
3: The danger of this, domination course, is that this is exactly what all fascistic, demagogues do to an innocent target, whether it be Jews in Germany or African Americans in this country, they will create sort of a a boogeyman effect to try to get people mobilized against it. motherfucker. And as one member of a royal family told me, (laughs) we need to do things so that the public will accept in blood and treasure the sacrifices needed to have an interplanetary war. I'm quoting.
2: That's tough. A bombshell CIA document, previously published by a Disclosure.
5: What the project fuck, bro? Like this is never going to end, bro. <laughs> this is never going to end, end cultivate bro. Cultivate a culture what of fear fuck?
3: towards extraterrestrials. It's interesting that Hollywood and uh, you know the clandestine services are both spend most of their time convincing people that something that's not true is in fact true. I think probably Hollywood is full of CIA agents, I and mean, absolutely we just don't know it. Um, of course. And I wouldn't be surprised at all to discover that The uh,
0: agents so and all that stuff they're, they're hired from the political government
2: made billions of Their intelligence agency
0: the You know, people working and in corporate America first
2: encounter with ETs Will be a devastating bloodbath
3: Mr.
6: Chambers Don't get on that ship rest of the book To serve men
5: it, It's a cookbook
0: This shit was dope that movie was dope, though. And then coming to Man, Twilight Zone. That shit was fire. Thing.
4: Yeah, it's all propaganda.
0: Asian of the body snatchers,
4: that shit was dope. The Let's one go there.
3: out into space and look at our planet over the last hundred years. World wars, hundreds of millions of people killed in war, the advent of weapons of mass destruction, our going into space in a competitive way with the Soviet Union for the Apollo projects and others, the degradation and destruction of our environment, our targeting of extraterrestrial assets around the Earth and in space, and successfully killing many ETs and downing their spacecraft. Out here in Fort Pachuca in Arizona, there's an underground facility where there are nine different ET craft that are there with all the autopsy bodies. There's a man on my team who used to work in that facility. Air Tombstone, Arizona, not coincidentally, perhaps. This footage.
2: When we
0: say ET. What is the ET?
2: Discovery you know? space shuttle on September 15, 1991, deep, shows an extraterrestrial vehicle dodge an electronic weapon fired from Earth. Here, we see the craft slowly crossing the frame. There's a bright flash, and then it makes an abrupt right-angle turn and flies off. Mm -hmm. Moments after the turn, we see the shot fired across space
3: where the craft had just been. Knowing all that, if they were hostile in the way we think of an invading hostile force, that would have been made abundantly clear to us the day we detonated the first atomic bomb. The fact is they have shown remarkable restraint, almost a level of a Gandhian pacifism not to have pushed back. So the threat isn't extraterrestrial. The threat is covert human. These secret projects are an existential threat to Earth, the environment and to our peace in space and relationship with these civilizations. I remember being at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, where a lot of the Roswell stuff ended up, and it was the Foreign Technology Division of the Air Force. And I was there to do a briefing, and the colonel said, well, what if these civilizations are a threat? He was trying to, to, to bring me into that view. And I said, sir, with all due respect, given the galactically stupid things you have been doing... If they were a threat, you would know it by now, and we would not be having this conversation and breathing the free air of Earth. It would have been point, set, match, over. What are it the would technologies have that would permit an interstellar civilization to go from one star system to another? Now, we're not talking about Elon Musk's SpaceX or the Apollo rocket. We're talking technologically advances that are in the hundreds of thousands to millions of years past what we have operating on this planet, those technological breakthroughs, if they were weaponized and in the possession of a hostile force, would be so devastating that you could target a planet and turn it into a pink mist floating through the cosmos if you were a hostile entity. What I have discovered in our contact with these civilizations, and we have had many hundreds of contact experiences... With our CE5 teams around the world over the last 30 years, is that none of them are hostile, but quite a few of them are very concerned about our hostility and are doing things to try to contain that.
4: But our destiny beyond the Earth is not only a matter of national identity, but a matter of national security. It is not enough to merely have an American presence in space, we must have American dominance in space
6: they want to project out into the stars. that's the thing their dominion our job is to get people to understand that that is not what our mission is as a human species we need to lay back participate with all other sentient life in the universe and merit a proper position in the galactic federation not not be the big bully on the block
2: the, the, the opposite of a world power speech, though. a new level of so
6: the opposite
0: of
2: the philosophy Staging of becoming a world events, power, like cattle or galactic power. Alien abductions. In and that, 2017, right and
0: and that's what bothers me about this movie, bro.
1: Yeah, it's, I'm here, Good.
0: It's like they have to explain the, the philosophy of these world power, you know, these mm-hmm. world governments. You know, they're, they're trying to globalize and mm-hmm. and make this thing a a, a global power, bro. Like, yeah. So by them fighting the aliens or whatever the UFOs UAPs whatever you want to call them right. you know they're learning how to advance their t- technology to become that level of a fighter
1: you know it's yeah, like it, exactly yeah when I when I was listening to you react you know because I'm listening to you react to some of it I'm like he's I, like, you know this but like you're seeing it from these people who's put a lot of their time and effort into this and you're seeing it like your point of view and it's just you're seeing what i've already seen but i'm still learning again because i want to one of the re- rewatches for a while
2: oh yeah let's play that
1: oh good yep
2: retired air force intelligence officer richard Doty made history we yeah, he hey. admitted on camera that unacknowledged special access projects within the military do indeed stage alien abductions to lay the psychological foundation for an interplanetary conflict sometime in the near future. We did do that. No yeah. shit.
4: Sherlock. OSI did that. There was a special group uh, out of uh, the 7602nd Air Intel Wing at Fort Belvoir. They came out and did that. They uh, had these uh, people
2: that had maybe some sort of defects, uh, anatomical defects that were... Uh, brought brought in to, to 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 fool people
4: and thinking they're aliens. Yeah. yeah. Um, people born I can't one give arm and you, because, you know born kind of It's still, the program is still classified and they they probably still doing it. I wouldn't doubt doubt
2: it they were still doing it. This corroborates what dozens of other insiders have disclosed to Dr. Greer but they're too afraid to testify
3: on camera. Colonel, you're about to find out who your alien really is. General Saul. Some years ago, I had a meeting with the crown prince of Liechtenstein, Hans Adam von Liechtenstein. He had reached out to me through some of his contacts. He said, look, Dr. Greer, we have to meet, but we can't talk about this on the phone. Your efforts to effect disclosure are noble, but they will not be able to be permitted. Yeah. And not for the reasons you think. I said, well, this is interesting. Finally, we got together in New York City in July of 1994. He said to me... In 1989, a group of us were trying to do disclosure, and it involved Gorbachev, President Bush, Sr., himself, and the U.N. Secretary General Perez de Quayar. And in the course of us putting together the high-level planning meetings to do this, Perez de Quayar, the U.N. Secretary General, was abducted out of his limousine in Manhattan. He was told by the aliens that if they did not cease and desist from their plans to, dis- to disclose this information, that every world leader involved, including the president of the United States, would be abducted. This blew up like an atomic bomb in the Bush White House, and it did not go forward. I said, okay, well, tell me more. He says, well, we've concluded that we have to prepare the public for an interplanetary war. Period. And in doing so, we can then also force the return of Christ. And I'm quoting and
0: they're going to I merge both of those ideas he together. I
3: know that I knew that the means for that abduction for Paris to Quayar were run by a counterintelligence unit out of the National Security State that had the technologies to simulate an alien craft and aliens run completely by military assets. And that there was a deeper part of these unacknowledged special access projects that were zooming even people like Bush Sr., who was on the committee but had lost control of some of these renegade factions. This is a very complicated story. Paris de Cuellar being abducted caused him to stop that process. It manipulated these leaders into going on to a war footing. And he, he confessed to me that the reason he was funding the work of the abduction groups was because they wanted to put information out to the public that would scare the public so the people would make the sacrifice and blood and treasure to have an interplanetary war. Now, this is 25 years ago. It was not a happy meeting for me. If there's
6: any one thing that is going to mobilize people to allow the national security state to establish full-spectrum dominance over our planet, it is this. The beings themselves, interestingly and very importantly, aren't putting out their own story. They're not it's doing one-sided. That again. They're, trying to, situation. they're trying to get us to understand it. They're trying to give us warnings. They're trying to help raise our consciousness, which is a critical part of this entire operation Screw, going on, and trying to get us to do this for ourselves. It's inevitable. That's what this. That's what this is all about. But the war, national bro. security this state realizes that that's a slower process, so they're now trying to hurry this up. There's a, there's a kind of an emergency process
3: underway right now. You know, make no mistake about that. When I was briefing the director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, the very first thing he asked wasn't about this subject. He looked at me, he says, Dr. Greer, what we don't understand is why you haven't killed yourself yet. Yeah. He said, well, my dad knew about some of this way back in the 60s. No one would do anything about it. So he took his revolver and ate his gun and blew his head off.
4: It's inevitable, bro.
3: A three-star general telling me this story in the first 10 minutes we're together. I said, well... (laughs) I, I, I'm i sorry that happened to you, but I understand where your dad was coming from because it's sort of this um...
0: inevitability. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fight the government? Fight all the world nations? If they unite together and say, look, we want this galactic oh war? You got to go against your own country. What are you going to do? Side with the aliens? Side with these ancient civilizations?
3: That's yeah, the truth Against is. America?
0: No, you're not. Mm-hmm.
3: There are a lot of people on my team who, who are military who killed themselves, others who have been assassinated. So the other thing keeps me up is you know
0: you, they're forcing you to pick a side.
6: Survivor guilt.
0: You feel me? This shit is tough, bro. These people want war. These people want power. These people want. Sorry. To rule the fucking universe, bro.
6: This national security By state is is the bane of our human existence right now, and so we have what to the start can we disassembling do, that national security state uh, because you know. Even as we say the battle of monopoly, senators, hypothetically, we're going to per- Go ahead.
1: I, oh I said the battle of monopoly yeah like uh 300 like what 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 can you do you, you know you're he, that's why he was crying and upset you know he the general told him in the first 10 minutes that his father his general's father killed himself because like he poured his life into it and
0: and
1: like, nothing changed not, nobody cared. And, like like you're saying like what what can you do it's and it reminded me battle monopoly like if people don't understand this on a deeper level like look at that movie and, and you know, it's just a movie but real life you, you know few what? 300 like 300 guys stood against a million soldiers oh, yeah. 300 you know the, you oh, know what yeah. i'm talking about the battle oh, yeah. not the movie the battle yeah so there you go okay what, what can we do though that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's, that's it. it that's, 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 you're making the point. Like, what can we do? And I are we know fight the point the that they're right. And that's where you got to keep watching because he makes a the point I've always been making since day one, since I started podcasting. You'll see. I mean, if you want to watch, you know, yeah. get the rest of it that's here.
6: Yep. And we're back. <laughs> the National Security State isn't even going to tell him where the washrooms are in the you know that whole group is going to descend upon him and they're going to give him at least as much trouble as they've given trump if you got into the office and you found out something about aliens i found out something about
0: ufos would you let us know
6: well i'll tell you my wife would demand that I let you know and so that's why they want Joe Biden and Camilla Harris to come in and, and kind of you know continue to get things quote back to normal where the national security state is functioning they're all operation you know they're, they're all going to, to brief Goldman Sachs and they're putting people from Goldman Sachs in charge of the economy you know that that kind of thing. We have to rise above those kind of dialectical politics. Bring the people up, politics, raise the consciousness of the people, and have this function. going to limit democracy. the mind frame of the public. The we've got the tools here; they're in front of us, and we've got access to the internet. Like they haven't
2: taken that away from us yet. But there's a short window here. One exception:
0: to Obedient the almost workers. universal
2: failure of world governments to initiate peaceful diplomacy with ET civilizations took place in France, which isn't in bad, but it's like, bro. Then President Sarkozy's Ministry of Defense reached out to Dr. Greer They want so much war blood and senior officials power and in the close bullshit, encounters bro. of the fifth kind protocols. During a covert test run in the French country. too,
0: side, too much of that bullshit
2: ET man. craft were tracked overhead going two hundred thousand kilometers per hour. And this massive mauve- colored craft partially materialized a few meters from the group.
0: This should make me want to cry, real?
2: Since the operation, God damn bro. <laughs> this shit got me fucked up now. it remains the duty of we the people to become peaceful ambassadors to the universe.
0: How can we be peaceful against Much people like who are trying a to
2: create fake cyber attack and abductions, and all this bullshit down the computer network? Hella of mind tricks. Initiating contact oh, would completely no peaceful, overwhelm this the
6: national war, security
2: state's ability to subvert disclosure.
6: Whether you want it or not, this is war, bro. The national security state people, and potentially working with and through the Two Stars Academy, part. are going to be pitching this problem. Say, well, you know, we can't just let. Uh, our whole civilization know that there is this highly advanced technologically superior society out there and uh, because our whole culture will collapse. Whereas the fact bullies, it's quite is quite clear that it's their defense Spiritized of How the elite, this 1% of the human family that basically ends up controlling over 40% of all the wealth on the planet that they're really defending. Uh, It is their world that they're trying to defend so that you see that this is a a subset of a larger question about how spiritual consciousness and the evolution of consciousness of understanding what we really are in the makeup of the universe is a threat in itself to this elite. Because that is the dissolving away of these kind of differences among ourselves and this coming into a full ownership of our proper place in the universe puts these people out of business uh, as the ruling elite. And so that that the raising of consciousness of our human family is so closely related to the opening onto the extraterrestrial experience that both of them together are viewed as a threat by the elite. What they're is that this is such an accelerator. As people have these repeated in- contacts with the extraterrestrials, their whole consciousness starts to rise. They start becoming aware of the fact that we're damaging our environment. They can become aware of the fact that nuclear weapons are kind of an insane thing to have. War is a really bad idea. This is a
3: spiritual experience. It's a spiritual stimulation that's coming. If you take someone from Italy and someone from Japan... Very different cultures, very different people, personalities, backgrounds, Mm -hmm. emotional temperament. Now, extrapolate that out across the cosmos. Think of the vast differences we're going to be. How do we make sense of that if we aren't anchored into something deeper? And that point of commonality has been folded within each of us. And that is we are awake conscious beings. They are awake. We are awake. That faculty of being aware of awareness, the consciousness not what you're conscious of, but the means to be awake. That is a singularity. And once we're anchored into that state of consciousness, the unitive state, then there aren't any aliens. There are just other people who are a little different from us. This is the point where we can make contact most easily.
0: sounds good. You got to talk to them big people, them people in them government offices, them people in them, them bases, with the nukes and the bombs and everything else. I'm yeah. well, the motherfuckers that don't give a fuck when about I looked that.
3: at Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I said, well, somebody knows what's going on here. Because it had a lot of, to do with the telepathy. The sort of dreams people had that led them to the Devil's Tower in Wyoming, all this. And I then found out that Spielberg had actually had a man, J. Allen Hynek, who was the head of Project Blue Book for the Air Force, who was the chief consultant who opened up files for him so he could make that movie almost like a docudrama.
0: (laughs) That shit is dope, though.
2: In 2011, a CE5 group at Joshua Tree National Park successfully contacted an entire flotilla of E.T. craft. In the unprocessed night vision footage, we see what appears to be two distinct craft, but image enhancements reveal that these are two parts of a superstructure or mothership surrounded by an entire fleet of E.T. vehicles. How is this possible? It is not possible to simply crowbar extraterrestrials into our traditional relatively primitive view of reality in order to make sense of things and indeed in order to make contact we have to pause and readdress our assumptions about the very nature of reality this is an essential reflection which reveals that the mystery of extraterrestrials is but a signpost that points to a far more profound and intimate secret one with the power to transform us and the cosmos forever.
5: One day I went to my mailbox and I got out a little flyer and it said, uh, we're inviting you to a meeting with Ben Rich, the uh, chairman and CEO of Lockheed Skunk Works, former UCLA alumni. Uh, He'll be speaking to the engineering alumni group about his time at the Skunk Works. So as he was finishing his talk after about 45 minutes, his last slide was a black disc zipping off in outer space. And he ended the talk by saying, we now have the technology to take ET home. And the whole room burst out laughing. We said, did he just say that? And as he was walking away, I followed him. And I said, Ben, Ben, he turned around and looked at me. And I said, Ben, I said, I'm really fascinated with what you had to say today. And I said, I'd really love to know how these crap, how we would do it. how What would we use to get to the stars? He looked at me, kind of out who I was, I think. And he said, well, let me ask you a question. How does ESP work? And I was really taken back because, frankly, I was asking a question. I wasn't expecting to get a question back. So the first thing that popped in my mind was all points in space and time are connected. So I fired that answer back to him. I don't know. All points in space and time are connected. He said, that's how it works. He turned around and he walked away. This
2: astonishing
5: admission from a top military
2: industrial complex insider proves to be much more than a simple analogy. The physics of UFOs how they travel and communicate through interstellar distances, how they generate power, how they're manufactured, is beyond the grasp of unclassified mainstream science. Instead, this is beyond
0: most of, of the public,
2: that accounts for beyond
0: 90% is of the public, the Model
2: in which we can begin to comprehend ET technology.
3: If you're traveling beyond the point bro. of light, it's like mm. this beyond the sound barrier, well there's something beyond the light barrier and you're going from, say, the Andromeda galaxy, that's two and a half million light years away. So at the speed of light it would take two and a half million years for them to get here. The speed of light's too slow. You cannot go from point A to B through the cosmos through a linear system of transportation work over. You cannot communicate through those distances with something at the speed of light, which is what your cell phone and all these uh, radio frequency, electromagnetic communication devices we use now on earth are using any civilization that is here that is interstellar by definition is trans-dimensional they're passing through other dimensions and dropping out of linearity and going from a to b boom almost like a teleportation where it's a that resonant effect from point a to b any communications systems that these ets have are also going at the speed of not light, but of thought, quanta of thought. We think of consciousness and thought as this sort of amorphous, irrelevant, interesting, but mystical thing. But the central operating system and communication system for all interstellar civilizations is consciousness and thought and technologies that interface with them. God, prana, chi, magic.
2: Consciousness. Every culture throughout history has had a word to describe this intangible energy that connects everyone and everything. Decades of laboratory studies show that our minds have a mysterious ordering effect on quantum-level phenomena. Despite overwhelming scientific evidence, most people would still be shocked to learn that certain scientists have known that the force is real, for a very long
3: time. One of the people that I met in, in the course of doing this work was astronaut Igor Mitchell, who was the sixth man to walk on the moon. We have sightings of all sorts. There seems to have been a great deal of secrecy surrounding the so called UFO event. He had an experience in space, an expanded state of consciousness that led him to form the Institute of Noetic Sciences to study the science of consciousness. I also brought him to the briefing I did in 1997 with the head of intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Tom Wilson, the data on that has since leaked out. Edgar Mitchell realized there was this connection between space and these extraterrestrial life forms and the science of consciousness that was very integral to the study. Most of the people that I have met with in senior science, NASA, aerospace, and intelligence community figures know that the key missing ingredient out of most people's understanding of the whole UFO phenomenon is the science of consciousness. The ETs are trying to encourage people to understand higher consciousness and universal mind, to be able to have a relationship with them that's going forward into the future. And Edgar Mitchell realized that quite early on because of his own personal experience out in space as uh, the sixth man to walk on the moon.
6: What's the nature of the universe we live in? What is our relationship to the larger
0: reality? It's like trying to tell a if first reader about quantum, quantum the larger physics. Reality, it's, it's like, uh, how, can, how can you skip me, all of those other levels? I of, the of
2: education. there is a spectrum of consciousness available to human beings. At one end is material consciousness. You got to pause. At the this, other though. end,
0: there, there got to be a process to raising someone's consciousness. You know, you can't just skip from a person living day to day, you know, doing bullshit, whatever, whatever, to becoming like an awakened being, um, understanding their own existence and how that relates to the other beings and energy around them—that's
1: like, right. too bad. <laughs> That's like a huge leap. Quick, you picked that up pretty quick. Because, like, I've—I've I've been like that later on in life. But when you were just saying that, it, it's like, first of all, it's, you can't—you just can't. You can't. It's like, te- like it's—it's it's like you said, teaching it to sixth graders or something. like I, It's like teaching it to a fucking baby. It's—it's yeah. it's like you basically can't. Some people have a like—you grow up and you could play a piano like a savant, right? Like right. dirt that's rare, it's very rare, but what is it like like I'm not saying I'm a savant what I'm talking about, but what is it when you feel or you have something emotion so hard, so deep or we all have it it's just learning how to you know connect. It can't be it. Taught. can't be taught like IQ it just can't be taught to yeah. and that's what that's we that obtain you're right that's, that's why that we develop like this and then watch mindset yeah and you'll see what he's getting at as you know how do you fight it we can't well there is a way but you know i think no i'm not gonna say because it's gonna head into that direction and you're already ahead picking it up right now i'm listening keep going man keep going all right guys this is part two contact has begun uh, Close Encounters. This is a uh, show after a show, so it's the rest of the Close Encounters plus the show after a show. Enjoy.